0: Welcome to the Seattle Coffee Your Podcast. I'm your host, Pat, and joining me this week yet again is Ariel. Eva,
1: hey, Pat. How's it going?
0: good. How are you? Good. Good. Sweet. Okay. So this week, we're going to be talking about a subject that's near and dear to your heart. Yes. Uh, as anybody who watches the YouTube channel will probably know, which is we're going to talk about using coffee in mixed drinks, um, both alcoholic and non-alcoholic. Yep. We actually have a non-alcoholic, um, what would you... I'll let you describe this this drink
1: it's basically like a mocktail so it's a like a cold brew sour and I used um, pure maple syrup instead of simple Mm -hmm. so it's uh yeah two parts cold brew concentrate to one part fresh lemon juice and one part maple syrup and then you just shake it and some aromatic bitters
0: nice it's really really good um it tastes delicious thank you um, before we get into talking, I have a bunch of questions. Like I was saying earlier, I've done, like, no research for this conversation because mm-hmm. I figured I would ask you a bunch of questions. But is there anything uh, thats that you're, as always, I guess, is there anything coffee-wise you're excited about right now that you're working with? Um, you know,
1: I'm I'm actually working on a recipe for the 4th of July. Oh, and okay. I got I got this cool little toy. It's like a cocktail smoker. So it's like this little wooden chimney and it comes with a butane torch. Very cool. So I was playing with that today. So if I smell a bit like a bonfire. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: No, uh, I, I <laughs> did not notice. But that's, that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, I think I saw that you shared it and um, it looks like a fun thing to play with. And I'm sure uh-huh. that the video is going to be uh, quite cool yeah, when it's so, all put together. I'm so excited. Cool. Well, I'm um, kind of, I've been, we've been tasting a lot of coffee. We're getting caught up uh, and there's been some good coffees that have been coming through. We've tasted a couple of new roasters that we'll see. Hopefully we'll get to add, be adding at least one of those, which is very exciting. Um, and I'm doing a bunch of work this week with the Jura Ena 4 which nice. um, I'm not sure if it'll be available by the time anybody hears this, but stay tuned for lots of video content around that. Uh, it'll be, it's a cool machine, um, and uh, I'm definitely excited to talk more about it in video, but uh, I'll save, I'll, that's the tease, and then we'll, I'll actually give you the crew review. <laughs> <in> the review. <laughs>
1: the teaser trailer.
0: Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, keep an eye out for it. Uh, so, with that, um, let's talk about coffee cocktails. What yeah. is the thing that got you to start Wanting to use coffee to make cocktails.
1: Um, honestly, it started when I was working at my old drive thru Starbucks.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was it was on a dare, and we just mixed like lemonade with cold brew concentrate. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't bad, but my mouth didn't know like <laughs> what to do with that flavor. Sure. And I'm like, oh. Maybe this could be good. And then I transferred to the roastery and then there was like a whole thing on like coffee mixology. Sure. So you can use it either as a liquor substitute or um, use it in addition to liquor. Sure. And the nice thing is, you know, depending on the coffee, it, you want the coffee's tasting notes to complement whatever you're making. Right. So you, you would kind of treat it like a liquor in that way. Yeah. Um, And it just adds a nice kind of, like, layer of depth and complexity and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, a nice additional aroma to whatever you're making.
0: Well, and I think it's interesting because you can, you get to kind of select what beans you're going to use and the brew method Mm -hmm. and temperature and all of that stuff. It gives you, like, a bunch of control over those parameters, which is neat compared to a lot of. Mixed drink ingredients, whether you're going for alcoholic or not, where you're kind of stuck with what you can find that's already available, unless yeah. you're going to, like, distill your own whiskey or something like that. But is
1: illegal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Uh, I so, would never.
0: So so it's it's kind of cool because you get this very versatile ingredient that you get a lot of control over, mm-hmm. um, which, which I like. Um, you So I've only ever really done... The only real, like, mixed drink I've made with coffee is doing, like, coffee and tonic water before, which is a really weird flavor, yeah. but pretty it's cool. It's
1: good, though. Like, yeah. espresso mm-hmm. tonic is...
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We've done that, and we've done some, like, espresso and cola mm-hmm. stuff. Um, what is your What is your favorite uh, use case for coffee in a cocktail, do you think? Or mocktail, whatever, like, alcohol or not.
1: Um... Like the like a favorite beverage that I've made, or yeah, I mean,
0: I guess like I'm guess I'm wondering, in terms of like substituting, what's your favorite thing to substitute? If you were to make a cocktail non-alcoholic, what do you think? Coffee is sort of the like silver bullet for for something.
1: I think bourbon and whiskey is kind of the safest one because mm-hmm. both of them have a very kind of assertive flavor. Sure, it would be difficult to replicate that with something like. Um, vodka or gin. So any brown liquor, really. So gotcha. scotch, um, bourbon, whiskey, uh, rum, like an aged rum, mm-hmm. those would all kind of work well. Um, and then an interesting one that I kind of want to play around with is like port. So anything sure. kind of like dark would match well with coffee.
0: Okay, cool. And that's, so that's you're saying if you were to like make a Alcoholic drink with coffee. Those mm-hmm. are the alcohols you would mix it with.
1: Yes, or use like use coffee in place. In
0: place of in okay, place cool. Of.
1: Um, you can kind of play around with gin, which is something I want to try.
0: Yeah, that's one I was just saying before when I was talking to somebody else about this episode we were doing. I was like, I don't know if you've ever really tried to. I would assume vodka's out because that's a totally different thing.
1: It's really more of like a neutral spirit, so yeah, it's something exactly. that you. It's more of like a mixing alcohol so can right. really. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. But gin is one that I have I wasn't sure about because that seems like it could be in the same way that tonic water is interesting with coffee. Mm-hmm. Gin could be interesting in the same way, I feel yeah. like, maybe, but I've never tried it.
1: You could you could approach it a couple of different ways because the the appeal of a gin-based cocktail is the color. Mm-hmm. So you want that to be kind of like Clear, so you could get whatever else you're mixing it in with, like pink or purples, you know, other ingredients like that. So the coffee, if you were to use like cold brew or espresso, would definitely hide that. So I was contemplating actually just putting like whole beans into gin and infusing it for a few hours and seeing sure. how that turns out. Just because it would add, you know, a nice layer of complexity, you know, right uh, to the gin. Because a lot of coffees are botanical in in nature, you know, like a good floral Ethiopian coffee, or Mm -hmm. if you wanted to go more savory, um, like an Indonesian coffee, like something from Sumatra, if you were going like more savory, like a martini.
0: Well, I know like I enjoy, there's an elderflower syrup that we got at one point that I really liked with certain, um, I like it with like a, Portado or something, like just a little bit of it mm-hmm. with a uh, more delicate coffee and um, it, it, it tastes really good. So I imagine that you could make, if you used like different, like a liqueur like St. Germain or something, mm-hmm. that that could go really well with coffee too yeah. um, as part of the, the process. And I think probably the most, two most common methods or ways that people have thought about combining coffee and alcohol are probably like, obviously there's the Irish cream yep. in your coffee thing, which Sounds maybe boring, but it's, it still tastes good. <laughs> you
1: know, boring can be delicious.
0: <laughs> and then you've got just adding whiskey to hot coffee, too, is another thing that, mm-hmm. that I know that uh, I, I have done in the past and it's is popular. Yeah. Um, so wh- how do you go about finding different – obviously, so that kind of covers the, like, this is spirits that complement the coffee or that you can kind of substitute. Um, how do you go about finding the different ingredients? Because some of your recipes are pretty – Intense, like, complex. Like, I think about, yeah. like, the, the St. Patrick's Day one that you did is 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 pretty intense, really good. How do you come up with, like, the extra pieces to those puzzles?
1: Well, I, I've always loved Irish coffee, and I had just gotten done watching an epi- the uh, Pastry Chef episode of Chef's Table okay. that featured Christina Tosi. Mm-hmm. And I thought that this the cereal milk flavor that she used would actually work really well because there's a lot of—there's butter— Involved, you know, and like corn flakes have kind of like a buttery, sweet flavor that you know. Well, some some whiskeys are made with corn, not Irish whiskey, but right, yeah, yeah. So that kind of like mm-hmm. grainy, cereally flavor yeah. that you get plays very well with corn flakes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh well, we could definitely make this more interesting than just your usual sugar, coffee, whiskey, cold layer of cream. Right. So that was kind of how I drew inspiration from that. Um, and then I I eat a lot of different foods too. Sure. So I love Thai food, which is how I came up with the Thai spiced mm-hmm. daiquiri that we did um, at home. Um, I just, I had some leftovers and I didn't want it to go to waste. I'm like, well, the shrimp paste isn't going to go great. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like the lime leaves and the, um, the galangal, it's like the Thai ginger. Mm-hmm. Um, And, you know, a little bit of chili to kind of add some heat. I'm like, that could actually play really well with rum and cold brew. Sure. You know, because those are prominent flavors that are used in Thai cooking that kind of translate very well over to sweet things. Sure. Um, So I get a lot of inspiration from my food.
0: That's cool. That's cool. I um, I, I don't often, I, I don't come up with a lot of recipes for anything, but that's an interesting way to think about it and maybe will help me find some more ways to to try uh, coffee in my cocktails. The most that I'm – I'm really interested in the idea of, like you were saying, using whole beans to infuse gin and stuff like that. I really – I like um, coffee's usage in beer a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, And also in the – like I've seen um, surprisingly okay – I've had surprisingly okay like mid-shelf big – whiskey brands that have done, like, cold brew mixes and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. it is interesting that it's becoming more and more of a, a thing that you're seeing commercially available mixed in with alcohol already, I think.
1: Exactly. Well, it kind of takes me back to that line where the uh, espresso martini, when it was invented, he wanted something that would wake you up and F you up. Well, so. it's funny
0: <laughs> because, when I mean, when I was – of drinking age, but younger, mm-hmm. uh, There, the idea was, you know, you would drink alcohol with caffeine in it, and it was exactly that point, right? Like, yeah. You drink, like, vodka Red Bulls and stuff like that, and you're drinking the caffeine because it wakes you up, and then you're getting drunker because of the drink. I don't really think of those terms anymore because I don't drink that way anymore. No, I don't think— so. <laughs> I'm, I'm more of a— I'm We know better a, now. I'm more of a, like— Oh, a third cocktail on a Saturday night. This is mm. getting I'm I am I am uh out living of hand now. Later. Yeah, exactly. I'm living <laughs> with the potential to have a splitting headache in the morning. <laughs> cuz that's what it's, that's what uh it, <laughs> drinking in your 30s up is like. Just to work in
1: sunglasses.
0: But it's it's interesting cuz now to me the the coffee it's all about flavor now. I mm-hmm. think that's what makes it more interesting. And then also I think as a substitute for if um, you know, if if you're in you know, mixed company, people who don't drink, whether mm-hmm. it's because they're not supposed to or they choose not to or they can't or whatever. Um, I think it's it's a much more interesting use case now than it was yeah. of like, let's cram caffeine into malt liquor, like I <laughs> <laughs> remember <laughs> from college. Yeah. So-
1: but Yeah, this, like, something like this definitely gives you the feel of a cocktail without, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Absolutely. Um, so in how have you done much investigation of using coffee to, in like- cooking outside of drinks
1: um you know i've contemplated doing like a, a rub on a steak yeah, because exactly. i know that that's that's a popular thing um but no i actually haven't really tried it in coffee or in cooking i'm sorry um apart from desserts you know your usual tiramisu um it's also great if you're baking like chocolate cake or brownies using that um just because coffee and chocolate like complement each other so well. Right. So it kind of makes chocolate taste more chocolatey.
0: Sure, sure. And are you would you say you're like kind of using ground coffee at that point in it, in a in a
1: usually brewed. Um oh, a okay. lot of or a lot of the time it'll call for like espresso. Of course,
0: powder. yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Um ground coffee can it's not really a very pleasant texture which is why i'm kind of shying away from trying it as a rub just because yeah for sure oh this is this is beatrice everyone you can just my little pit bull over here <laughs> sure yeah
0: um yeah i've uh it, it's obviously not it's a little gritty to use in something that you're actually going to eat mm-hmm. but i've uh i have used uh espresso powder in like cookies before and stuff like that and it's yeah. interesting
1: It's uh, definitely something that, you know, like using it in a savory option would be kind of, you you have to tread very finely because you want it there because it does add a lot of depth. Mm -hmm. So espresso powder could add like a lot of umami if you just add like a pinch to like a tomato-based pasta sauce or like a ragu. Right. And it could also add like color, but you don't want to go like too overboard. And because coffee is such a unique flavor, you really have to like make sure that you are tasting as you go. Definitely.
0: Okay. Well, I guess the kind of last question that I have, that is maybe one that'll help people that are um, that are listening to get a get started a little bit, is uh, what are some things that you might recommend uh, that are for like your morning cup of coffee? Probably not alcoholic. <laughs> uh, your morning cup of coffee that's like a little more adventurous than just some milk or a syrup.
1: Yeah. Um. Bitters is always. Like, especially if you're going with an ice drink, bitters is a great way to get your feet wet in kind of applying mixology to coffee. Because Mm -hmm. if you're trying to avoid sugar, but you still want, like, a good flavor, bitters is kind of like the salt and pepper. It's the seasoning of a cocktail. So you can definitely integrate that with your cold brew or your iced latte to add flavor without necessarily adding sugar. So that would be what I would recommend starting with because... There are so many different flavors out there, you guys. You can go lavender, chocolate, cardamom. There's all sorts of different cool. flavors that you can do, and you you just need a little bit, so they last a really long time.
0: Have you do you I have you used it in like a, something like a latte? Do you think it would be good there, or more with like straight espresso or straight cold brew?
1: Yeah, I think like a straight cold brew or an iced espresso. I really don't know how well it would do okay. hot, just because you know some of the more floral flavors tend to yeah, deteriorate and eat for sure yeah
0: okay cool well there's your tip get some bitters try it in your cold brew it's summer's coming up so i'm sure it's based on the way summer has been in some places <laughs> i've seen uh you're probably waking up with a cold brew instead of a hot coffee mm-hmm. so cool well thank you so much for uh all of the advice and the tips and obviously anybody listening if you haven't seen uh ariel's videos on our youtube channel and on other Video platforms as well. Uh, there's a ton of really good recipe videos available there. That and we have um, write ups of them on the blog and stuff like that. And if you get subscribed to the newsletter, you get them as they come out and all that good stuff. Uh, and so you said your next one that you're working on is for Fourth uh, of July. Yes. Okay, cool. So stay tuned for that. That's a teaser of that one. We won't. I don't want to know anything more about it. Nope. Until it's <laughs> until it's ready.
1: We're gonna try to not burn down the studio for I think a third time. Now. <laughs>
0: Well, thanks again for joining me and thanks everybody for listening. Um, Make sure that you check out SeattleCoffeeGear.com for all of your coffee gear and coffee bean needs. And we'll see you next time.
1: Cool. Thanks, Pat.